everyone. Hello. <laughs> One person said hello. Thank you, Ed. Uh, <laughs> I am Deborah, and I am really excited that we get to meet together this morning. And we get to meet together twice today. We've got two services today. And we get to meet together across all the ages as well. It's lovely to see different ages in the church today. Um, so this week, we are starting a new series in the book of Philippians. And uh, the, the book of Philippians is a, it's a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church in Philippi, which was a, a Greek city. And he's writing to his friends there who became Christians when, when he told them about Jesus. And uh, he's writing to the church that, uh, that was, was um, formed there by him. Um, and the main theme of the book of Philippians is joy. Joy. This topic of joy uh, comes across in almost every paragraph in the book. In fact, the word joy or the word rejoicing appears 16 times in just the four short chapters of, uh, of the book. So we're going to hone in on this theme of joy uh, for, for the month ahead. So next week, we'll be thinking about how we can be glad and rejoice when slipping into grumbling and complaining is so much easier. Um, over the following weeks, we'll also be thinking about how we can experience God's peace in a world where it feels like actually there's a lot to be worried and anxious about, as well as the secret of contentment. But what is most surprising about this book of Philippians uh, and this, this theme of joy which fills the letter is that Paul wrote it from prison. You know, he, it was this letter which is full of joy. He, he didn't write it when everything was going well. He wrote it when everything was going really badly, when things couldn't really get any worse and he didn't really know whether he was going to live or die. How can Paul be joyful stuck in prison? I don't know about you, but for me, I, I can so easily turn to grumbling and complaining uh, when things don't go my way. <laughs> when life is a bit tough, Joy is not a word that comes to mind. I'm not sure joy would be the word that we, we would use to characterize this sort of era we're living in at the moment. So what can we learn from Paul? What attitudes or habits uh, of Paul can we copy so that we might experience more of this joy in our lives, regardless of the challenges that we're facing? So, if you've got a Bible with me, uh, with you, then why don't you turn to Philippians chapter 3, and we're going to read from verse 12. Uh, the verses are going to appear on the screen too, but I've also printed out um, little sheets for anybody in the building. There's uh, sheets um, on the tables with these verses on. If you've got children with you, then it might be worth just sort of helping them read it through in the, their own pace. Um, so Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already attained all of this, or have already arrived at my goal, 
but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. What we can see from these verses is Paul is saying he's a bit like an athlete training to win a prize. Now, Paul loved a good sporting metaphor. Sporting metaphors were peppered through his letters that we can read in the New Testament. So this morning, we're going to pick up this sporting theme and, and think about the training attitudes and habits of Paul that ex- uh, helped him to experience joy in all circumstances and how we might adopt some of these attitudes of at and at habits that might mean we can experience joy like Paul. Now first, to get us into a sporting frame of mind, we're going to have a little quiz. Okay, We love a quiz at Highgrove, don't we? We love a quiz. So I'm going to invite Joe back up to help me with this. It's going to move to the side a little bit. So I'm going to show everybody um, a photo of a sports person. Now you get one point if you can tell uh, if you can if you know what sport they are famous for, what sport that they do, and then so I think everybody should be able to have a pretty good guess at that one. Um, Perhaps have a look at the clothes they're wearing or the things that are in the background of the photo to give you an extra clue. Um, And the second point um, is for their name. Okay. Hopefully with a fairly basic knowledge of sport, you should get most of these. We're going to test Joe in a minute. Don't don't look at the answers. Don't look at the answers. Um, If you're here in the building, then you are, uh, each row is a little team. Okay, so um, everybody in your row, you're a team together. So you, we want a little bit of interaction. So chat to the people um, who aren't part of your household but are on your row, and you can uh, make up a little team together. Okay, um, I think we're almost ready. Is there anything else I need to say? No, that's it. So the first, um, the first photo, please, Paul. <gasps> Okay, so Joe, what sport? What sport first? Something athletic. I'm going Something with. Something athletic. Yes. Yeah. Any more <laughs> detail there? Maybe. maybe Running like yeah. 100 meters, 200 meters, something like that. Oh, yes. So, sprinter, yes. sprinter. One point for Joe. One point if you said sprinter or if you said running, athletics. Um, and Joe, do you know her name? No, no. Anybody? Go on, Anna. Dina Asher Smith. Two points for Anna there. Well done. Only one point for Joe. Um, <laughs> next one, next one, next one. Let's see. So, have a look at what clothes they're wearing. What clothes are you wearing? Um, oh. Mike's not. Um, s- 
snooker, not snooker. Um, so, Joe, what sport? What sport for this person? Okay, I, uh, I, I know this. It's the people. Um, <laughs> racing driver. I'm racing really, I driver. This in the congregation. <laughs> yes. Racing driver. Formula One driver. Any idea of his name? <laughs> racing car. Mr. Racing car. Mr. Racing car. No, anybody? Anybody? Go on, Rob. Uh, two points. Two points for Rob Lando Norris. Right, next one. We need to carry on. Come on. Okay. Right. So, that th you should get this one. What is she <laughs> holding? Joe. It is. Yes, we heard it. We heard it. Tom is on a roll here. Tennis. 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 And do you know her name? She's been in the news this week. Oh, oh, bless her. Oh, no. No. Anybody? Oh, oh. Roz, come on. Yes, Naomi Osaka, well done. Okay, okay, next one. Sport, <laughs> sport. Look at that face. Um, cycling. Yes, we can't have a high grade quiz without some cycling, obviously. <laughs> um, any idea of his name? This is not my He's quiz. The current world champion. That I'm going to say really it, help. but it's not... I know one cyclist. Is it Bradley Wiggins? <laughs> no, okay. sorry. He has the... Yeah, OK. Yeah, yeah. So this is Julian Alaphilippe. When the, the Tour of Britain was last in Bristol, he won the stage. Just going to say that. Yeah, I was there. Right, next one, next one. Oh, I see. So, oh, yes. sport... I think we know here. I think gymnast. Gymnastics. Do you know who? No, this she's is? American. She's an American. Yeah. Oh, uh, no. 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 You're not my best person <laughs> to be answering these questions, are you, Joe? No. <laughs> no, she's short, and she's American. All gymnasts are short. <laughs> she. <laughs> she is Simone Biles. Yes, yeah, she is. Simone yeah. Biles. Okay. Next one. Next one. Oh, cricket. Well I didn't done. even give anyone Cricket. a Cricketer, name? I've not got a chance, have we? No. no. Anybody? Anyway? Anyone? Oh. Yeah. Not Muhammad Ali. Moeen Ali. Moeen <laughs> Ali. Got the surname? Remember that surname? We might need it. Half a point. Half a point for that. Uh, next one. Next one. So, sport. Anybody? Yeah, give me a clue. We need some more sporting lessons in I'm high grade, I think. I'm trying to look at the medal. No. No. No? No. Um, volleyball. Volleyball, no. Okay. So this is, uh, she's a heptathlete. So <sighs> if you said heptathlete, if you said uh, yes. athletics... Then a point to you. You've not got a chance of a name, have you? Uh, so that is Katerina Johnson-Thompson. Okay. Mm. And the last one, the last one. We should know the sport because we can see something of that. I can see someone at Abby at the back knows the answer to the Football, Abby's saying. I think yeah. that's, yeah, yeah, we're good on that. Anybody know the name? Remember the name that I said to remember a minute oh. ago? Joel. Delhi Ali, well done. Okay, so um, tot up your scores. 
Um, put your scores in the chat if you're uh, watching at home. Um, Joe, you've we, yeah, yeah, we've given no. up on you. Um, <laughs> We, uh, if you, so you, it was a maximum of 16 points, okay? Put your hands up if you got eight or more. Okay, that's a few people. 10 or more? 13 or more? Isaac, you've got the answers in front of you though. <laughs> Did, did you get all 16? No. No. Miss one. Miss one. Well, well done, everyone. Good quiz. Good job on the quiz, everyone. That was fun. Um, so, let's get back. Let's get back to our verses. This morning, we're introducing our book of Philippians and this theme of joy, which pervades every chapter. We're thinking about the habits and attitudes of Paul um, that resulted in him experiencing just that joy. So we've just read that Paul is like an athlete aiming for a prize. So we're going to think about some of the similarities between an athlete, the attitudes and habits of an athlete, and those of Paul. And the first thing that a, a sports person or an athlete needs, uh, and the first thing that him, uh, they and Paul have in common, is focus. Okay, any athlete needs focus. To give us a little idea of how athletes need to focus, we've got some challenges for you for anybody in the building. Joe's going to bring them round now, um, so you can be doing a few challenges on your tables as I'm speaking. Okay. So athletes often have to give up things that draw their focus and attention away from the goal of winning. All athletes have to focus if they want to train. They have to focus on developing the right skills or, or speed or strength. And they have to not get distracted by things that won't help them achieve that goal, like late nights or cake. Um, equally, as followers of Jesus, we're called to be focused and not to get distracted by the things of this world. Throughout the book of Philippians, we see Paul is completely focused on his goal of making Christ known. He writes in Philippians 1, chapter 21. It says, for to me, uh, for to me, to live is Christ and to die is gain. As a follower of Jesus, I believe that God has made all of us for a mission. A mission to love and to serve Jesus and to share the good news about him with others. You know, this world that we're living in is, is not our home. The, this life is not our end. Heaven awaits. And in the meantime, we've got work to be doing while we're here. It's easy to get distracted by, by the things the world offers, like uh, bigger houses or bigger car or a bigger job, or having more holidays or more fun, or even be being better at things, being better at school or sport or computer games, 
or even just feeling comfortable and safe and content. Yeah, none of those things are, are bad in themselves, but one day they will fade away. And in the meantime, if we put our focus on them rather than on Jesus, then our joy will be stolen away. It's not easy to have focus like Paul, but one of the secrets of joy is putting Jesus at the center of our lives, focusing on him and eternity with him. That's when life makes sense. If we're focused on Jesus and his kingdom, then everything else falls into place. You know, we can hold the things of this world more lightly and experience more joy. So we're going to just take a moment now to ask Jesus to bring to our minds anything that he wants us to focus less on. If you've got children with you, then maybe just help them sort of engage with this a little bit. Just engage with, um, with uh, this, this sort of prayer that we're, we're going to do. Um, uh, we're going to ask Jesus, we're going to just pause for a moment, ask Jesus, if there's anything that is drawing our attention from him, anything which is stopping us follow him, following him more closely. So we're just going to pray for a moment. Lord, please bring to mind now anything that I'm focusing on which is stealing my joy. Please help me to lift my focus off this thing and onto you. Amen. Amen. So the first thing the Apostle Paul and sports people have in common is focus. The second thing is practice. Now, all athletes need to practice. Some studies suggest you have to practice for 10,000 hours to become an expert in things. 10,000 hours, that's a lot of practice. Now, as followers of Jesus, if we want to know joy in our lives, and there's one particular thing that we need to practice, and it's thankfulness. Okay, There are countless studies done that show that the habit of thankfulness improves our physical health, improves our mental health, improves our sleep, and even improves our self-esteem. If we practice being thankful, then we can feel and be much healthier. Worry and anxiety steal our joy. But the habit of thankfulness in prayer to God helps us to know joy. Just going to read from Philippians 4 verse 4. So Paul says, rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving... Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So Paul is commanding us, we're commanded not to worry about anything. That seems like a really hard command. 
but it comes with instructions of, of what to do instead as well as a promise. So uh, we're told uh, to pray. Um, our instructions are to give thanks in prayer. When we focus on all the things that we can say thank you for, then our worries get smaller. And we're told to pray about everything. Jesus wants us to chat about things that are on our minds, things that we're, we're worried about, not just the big things, but the little things too. And the promise is we will receive peace. We're going to hear um, some more just about this verse and how we, we do it and what might, it might look like um, from Joe and Jimmy right now. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Joe. Hi. Hi. It's so nice to meet you face to face. Yeah. So great to see you Rather too. Rather than on Zoom. Yeah, oh. yeah. Bored of that now, are we? <laughs> A little. So, how have the few last month been? Well, well, Joe, there has been. A lot of changes. They really have. Now you can you can see people outside. Yeah. You can get cold and wet and see them outside. And yeah. you can do church in the garden, <laughs> in the rain, in the cold, in the wet a bit. But it's still great. And, oh, but I've heard church is changing too. Yes, church mm. is changing too. It's another change. And that can feel like a lot to deal with. Change mm. can be a bit tricky, can't it? It really can. But it can be exciting too. Mm-hmm. So this, today, is our first week of two services at Highgrave. Two? Two! I two know. whole services? Because one wow. was not enough. <laughs> and from next week, we're having our children's groups in two services as well. Oh. Mm. Oh. Uh, oh. Well, Joe. Yeah? I, I am happy... To be seeing my friends again and and meeting my church family as well, but I am a little bit worried too. I mean, I mean, it's hard enough me remembering I've got to go to school. What if I show up at the wrong time, at the wrong place, and no one's there? What what if what if yeah. all the lovely leaders I used to know they're not there? Mm. What what if what if I'm scared of the new leaders, or what if I don't even know them at all? What if no one knows them? What what if there are any biscuits? Uh, change is bad. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy, Jimmy. Oh, Jimmy, that's an awful lot of worry you've got in your head, isn't it? Thank you for letting me know about it. (laughs) I want you to know that Highgrove is your church family and everyone there wants to be kind and flexible. We want you to feel at home at church. But but what if it isn't, though? What if it doesn't feel like that? What, what, What if I'd never see my little friends again because they're in a different group or they go in a different time and oh oh goodness oh jimmy it's not just about our groups you can meet up with your friends after church too in the church garden even in the rain oh okay um okay so people are nice tick yeah um different groups can we can just catch up like in between groups okay fine but what about my favorite thing what about singing the worship songs and dancing and doing the actions all together? Mummings, daddies, kids, everybody. What about that? 
Well, that's why we're going to have our special first Sundays. On the mm. first Sunday of every month, we're going to have two services where everyone stays in the service together. Okay. So you get to do your singing, hopefully, hopefully. soon. Not yeah, just yet, hopefully, Jimmy. Hopefully. And our dancing all the time. And we can be a big oh, church family yeah. together. Oh, that sounds awesome. It does, oh, um, it? Do you know, Joe? I'm beginning to see a bit how this could be like a good thing, even though I feel a bit worried. Do you know what I mean? A bit worried. That's great. And it can bring all sorts of new things too. And we can invite new friends because we'll have mm. more space. So yeah. it's really exciting. And in church over the next few weeks, we're thinking about joy a little bit and mm. having joy in all circumstances. Mm. So when things feel a little bit tricky or a bit of a challenge, how we can still have mm. joy. Okay. Because we're told, Jimmy, to be full of joy. Right. And that can be hard if we're also full of worry too, mm, can't I know it? about that. Mm-hmm. Mm. But there's an answer to that. We can talk to God. Mm. We can tell him everything we need. And we can thank him for all he's done. Mm. So in okay. our service, we're going to do that in a moment. But why don't you and I just spend some time chatting yeah. to God now about that? Okay. Uh... How about I give it a go first? Yes, absolutely. Okay. Hmm. Dear God, I've been quite worried, but I'm learning that you don't want me to carry that alone and that I can actually experience something good even when things look a bit worrying and a bit troubling and a bit bad, really. But I want to trust in you. Yeah, like your Bible actually says. So... God, please would you help me and everyone. Amen. Amen. So, um, Jimmy, one final question. I realise mm, okay. I've got my registers mm. and you're not on there. <gasps> I'm not sure what? whether you're a sparkler, a superstar or a trailblazer. Which group are you going to be in? Uh, um, can I just ask, how old are you? 